Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Call 516-418-5408 to speak with the host. Or hit up our social media through the Facebook group or on Twitter at Let's Talk CFL. I thought I'd push that button. It's none of it's relevant anymore. Okay. Hey, good evening, uh, sports fans. Welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 468. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football. We actually have football to talk about. There were things that happened this week that were real, real football-like things. This is pretty exciting. We are only uh, a week away from free agency, a week, 10 days, something like that. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, so a lot of the free agents are being signed, some good, some bad. Some aren't being signed, and that's bad, um, at least if you're a Lions fan. Brian Burns still up there. We're going to talk about him a little later. Uh, coaching changes, that's awesome. Everything's happening. We're going to do our week in review. Last week, CJ fucked the dog really badly on our picks okay so i totally messed up so uh we fixed them okay sparky fixed them he he brought it to my attention and brought it to our attention that i was being an idiot and we had to change the teams and everything else and redo our pick we did that offline it's not like you guys even pay attention but that's okay um so We'll uh, we'll go over what the picks sh- should have been and what we did offline. So we're going to do that in a little bit. Uh, and then we're going to pick this week because I got them right already. I pulled them off of CFL.ca. Hopefully they, those guys are right. I don't know what the hell. Um, a lot of things that happened. Uh, hey, well, shit. Let's open the mics and talk to people. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Doing well, doing well. Reason to death. We had that nice warm weather, and now we're back to the minus 40s. Uh, Yeah. See, you know, I I moved last week was the first day I moved my my computer room, my my casting booth into our cabin. It's a really nice cabin. It's it's really nice. It's small, but it's nice. And, uh, but... The heat wasn't on. So I was out here and it was like 14 degrees, which is fucking cold, right? I went in, my feet were so cold when I went to bed, I tried to like warm them up on the wife and she punched me in the head. Uh, Anyhow, um, this morning I went in and turned on the heat and I made sure that the heaters, there were two heaters running in here. I didn't want it to be cold. So just before I came out here, I put on my, my, my Stanfield wool shirt and my big Carhartt hoodie so that I would stay warm out here. And I came out here, and it's 30 fucking degrees in my cabin. Oh, my God, it's, it's hot. I think I might have to open the door. Okay, anyhow. So it's cold in Winnipeg. We're, we're minus six, yeah, so it's kind of balmy, I guess. So. Anyhow. Yeah, it's also interesting being back at work. Yes, I guess it is. Fortunately, sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, Are you, is, it, is it work full time, or is it just when there's a hockey team in town? 
um, right in, right for the next three weeks, it's constant. Okay. There's constant home games here, and there's teams in for like three days at a stretch. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. And then um, after that, it slows down a little bit, but they'll be understood. Okay, let's rotate around the board here. Uh, William. Hello, buddy. How you doing? Yes. I'm good. It's, it's cold in Calgary, too. And when I say cold in Calgary, it's like minus 16. And that's cold because we've had quite a mild winter. And I don't like cold weather. I hate cold weather. So, well, why would you live on the prairies? Well, because, you know, you're, you're, okay, so what are my choices? My choices are Manitoba, Saskatchewan, why Saskatchewan? Because that's prairies too, BC. Why, why, so why it's, a no brainer, it's a no-brainer where I live. <clears throat> it's a no-brainer where I live, okay? I know. Sorry you can't afford to live in Vancouver. <laughs> Is that coming from a guy who lives in Merritt? <laughs> I live in Merritt by choice. I cut the hell out of the city. <laughs> okay, whatever. I would never live in Vancouver anyway, sir. Sorry, don't like the city. Uh, Too big for I me. Live, I used to live right downtown. Too many, well, on the too south many short anyhow. people there. Too yep. many short people there. A lot of short people, especially out in Richmond. Yep. But anyhow, and I mean, we're not. Don't you guys have. Don't you guys have. I was going to say, don't you guys have celebrities like Steve Fonio living there? <laughs> Steve Fonio? <laughs> yes. Does he, does, he, does he still live out in Surrey somewhere? I think he does. Who knows? Or did he die? I can't remember. I know he got shot or stabbed a couple years. of years ago. I think I he got arrested. Got him. Oh, he's been arrested numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, that yeah. wouldn't be the I first. Thought, no, I saw a documentary on him. He was living in Surrey in some shithole, and he was in bad shape. So, yeah. Anyways. Speaking of bad shape and, and former celebrities, um, Josh Bowden, eh? Did you see what's going on? 11 years. He, he, he killed this chick, Who? his ex. It, it was a BC lineman or a BC Lions. He was a back, wasn't he? He was a receiver. Receiver. Okay. George, yep. Josh Bowden, okay? And he beat up his girlfriend, and uh, she sent the pictures to Wally Buono, and Wally punted his ass to the curb, right? Just released him on the spot. And so he got really mad and went over to talk to her about it, saying that she ruined his career. Oh. In a way, she did, because if she didn't send the pictures to Wally, he, he probably would have continued in his career. But he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. Um, he ruined his career by beating up his girlfriend. Okay, You're not allowed to do that. Anyhow, so he went and had a chat with her, and she ended up dead. <laughs> okay? Um, so I don't guess he lost his temper or something else, and he, he killed her. And there's an eyewitness. Okay? So... It's going to trial. This was 2009. Okay? It's just going to trial now. That's 11 years later. I thought people had the right to a timely trial. 
Because 11 yeah. years to me doesn't seem like it. Right? Well, Depends if you got uh, uh, lawyers that like to appeal. Well, and, and the capital crime, so he's been in jail the entire time. He's already served 11 years. So, so when 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 they just sentence them, they usually take time served as double time. So in theory, he's already served 22 years of his murder sentence. He he's going to get yeah. out. Why even have a trial? Yeah, just got, let him go. If he got 25 years, he'll be out in like three years. Well, he'll be out in a year and a half. A year and a half. Sorry, that's right because it's double time. Yeah, so you'll be out in a year and a half. Much, let him, they're waste, why are we they're wasting, wasting money? money at this point? Person, personally, I like the concept of incarceration until the trial and, and postpone the trial as long as you can. And, and he's already served his time. Let him go. There's no trial. This, this is wonderful. I think it's such a cool concept. Why do, we, why do we waste time on trials? Why don't we just put people in jail? I, it, this this works for me. I don't know. Anyhow, so yeah, Josh Bowden is uh, he's in jail. And he's going to trial. Anyhow, um, I actually didn't introduce Charles yet, did I? Charles? Nope. Well, welcome to the show, I'm buddy. Charles. Sorry. I introduced myself. That's okay. Did you? Yeah. Yep. He's Charles. Um, Here yeah, I am. So that's kind of kind of cool. So we do have a lot of. Uh, interesting things to talk about. That's not one of them. Okay, we're not going to talk about Josh Bowden because we don't really care. Um, you know, for somebody who had a cup of coffee with the Lions, kind of just did. Yeah, I know we did. We but we didn't waste a lot yep. of time on it. We're really not going to discuss it. But well, I, I like the concept of putting somebody in jail for until trial and then postpone the trial as long as you. I love that idea. Okay. Uh, anyhow, so let's. Let's go and talk about the the Sparky throws, okay? Sparky, Sparky's our, our quarterback for Let's Talk CFL podcast, and he throws the dice. Okay. So we had the Toronto. I was whispering. Don't do that. Um, we had the Toronto Argonauts into Hamilton, so Toronto gets loses ten points, being the lower ranked team and being the. Um, away team. So Hamilton uh, Toronto threw the dice and came up with a 43 less 10 points was 33. Hamilton was went with a 26. Uh, Toronto wins that one. Uh, Charles, you picked Hamilton. Will, you picked Hamilton. Mark, you picked Hamilton. CJ got Toronto. Hey, I got two points. Yay, yay, yay for me. Uh, the second game, uh, Edmonton into Winnipeg, Edmonton, uh, lower-ranked team, and also the away team loses 10 points. They scored. <laughs> they rolled snake eyes for 11 points. They lose 10. They ended up with a rouge. They ended up with one point. Edmonton scored us a rouge the entire game. Bunch of losers. They don't even have a coat. Um, who's, who's talking in there? Stop it. That's that's Charles. Uh, I'm not talking. Charles. Who, yeah, it's somebody's Charles. Br- somebody's breathing heavy and and whispering. That's got to be Mark. Okay. Anyhow, Edmonton into Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Winnipeg rolls the dice. Doesn't do much better. 
ends up with 13, but because there was no no bonus taken away from them, they still got 13 points. So the final score was 13 to one for Winnipeg over Edmonton. That sounds like a fucking NFL game. Boring as hell. Okay. Uh, moving on. Saskatchewan into Calgary. Saskatchewan being the away team, but they were the higher ranked team, so they only lost five Christopher points. Jones. Christopher what? Jones. What? You didn't tell anybody who who got how many who oh, got what points on that one. I'm sorry, it wasn't important. Okay, okay. Uh, Charles picked Edmonton, no points there. Will got two points for picking Winnipeg. Mark picked Edmonton. His roll of his dice really paid off this time. Uh, and CJ picked Edmonton and got no points. So Will's the only one that got two on this one. Okay, is that is that better, Will? You okay with that? Yes, thank you, dear. You happy now? Yay, Will! Yay, yay, Will! Will, Will wins! Yay! Okay, Saskatchewan into Calgary. Uh, Saskatchewan's the five-point underdog here. Uh, They roll a 53, lose five points for 48. Calgary throws a 14. (laughs) And they lose five points, so they got nine. So, Saskatchewan absolutely wipes the floor with Calgary's ass, 48 to 9. Oh, my God, that's not good. Hey, Sparky, I think we got to take this away. You know, your header's in here. It says visitor, dice one, dice two, bonus. It's not a – bonuses aren't negative numbers, okay? So we, we might need a different word here because it's not really a bonus. Uh, I don't know what to call it right now, but we'll figure something out. Montreal, oh, sorry, and uh, Charles, you picked Calgary, Will, you took Calgary, Mark, you took Saskatchewan, you get two points, and CJ picked Calgary, no points there. No points, no points there at all. Okay, the final game was the Montreal Alouettes into BC. BC was the uh, lower-ranked team. Lower rank than Montreal? Okay. And uh, Montreal was the away team, so they each lose five points. It should have just been a wash. Anyhow, uh, Montreal scores a 62. Oh, my God. Five points off for 57. BC grabs a 36. Five points off, so it's 57 to 30. Final score, Montreal Alouettes over the BC Lions. Charles picked BC. Charles Wheel took Montreal for two points. Mark took BC. CJ picked BC. No points there at all. So this was a pathetic podcasting day. Uh, the picks were Charles got zero. Will zero. scored four points, 50%. Mark got two points, that's 25%. CJ got two points, that's 25%. This was pathetic week, guys. I just want you to know that, okay? So after week three, we have a tie for first place between Mark and Will with 16 points. So we have a tie for third place between Charles and CJ with six points. My God, we're a little bit off the pace there, Chuck. Okay, so the Western st- Division standings are like this. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are 3-0. and oh, Nobody fucking's buying this bullshit. Sparky, you fix those dice, will you? They're broken. Uh, Winnipeg is 2-1. and one. Calgary is 1-1. One and one. BC is 1-2. and two. And Edmonton is 0-3. Okay. Uh, Eastern Division stands like this. Montreal, 3-0. and oh. Again, nobody's believing this bullshit. Uh, Toronto is 1-1. One and one. Hamilton is 1-2. And, and Ottawa is 0-2. Oh That's pretty typical for Ottawa, though. We're, we're not going to argue with that one. 
Okay, so that's our standings. That's where we are after week three, and we're going to jump right into week four. And we have uh, Calgary into Saskatchewan, okay? Uh, Calgary is the away team. Calgary is the lower-ranked team, so they are minus 10 points. Charles, who are you going to take here, Saskatchewan or Calgary? Calgary's handicapped. Calgary's minus 10, huh? Yep. Interesting. Well, they may be minus 10, but I just hate picking Saskatchewan for anything, so I'm going to go ahead and throw those 10 points away and still take Calgary. And William. Really? I'm 0-4 last week. You have to do it for Sparky's benefit, okay? Okay. (laughs) Calgary. Okay. Mark, what are you doing? Saskatchewan. You you should pre-throw these dice. The the flip the (laughs) coin, like flip four coins in a row and just write down heads, tails, reds, and we figure it out. Um, it's just, it's less time consuming. Okay. And CJ is going to take Calgary. I'm going to give those points away and, uh, and no problems because I'm not picking fucking Saskatchewan. Okay. Uh, the second so. game, second game is Toronto and Ottawa. Uh, Toronto's the away team. Ottawa is the home team and the lower ranked team. So they're both minus five. So basically, it's a wash. Charles, who are you going to take? Something tells me Ottawa here. Uh, And I normally don't like picking them, but I'm going to pick them in this case. Okay. William, what are you going to do here? Toronto, Ottawa. Sir? Oh, shit. Yep. Um, uh, Ottawa. Ottawa and Marky, Marky Mark, Toronto. Toronto. You're taking TO. Um, I toss because I like both of these teams here. Uh, you know what? I just don't like Marcel Desjardins then right now, so I'm going to take Toronto. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing and about as technical and sophisticated as as Mark's coin toss. Um, The next game is the BC Lions are traveling east to Montreal. BC is going to be minus 10. They're the visitors. They are the lower-ranked team. Uh, Charles, are you going to take the Lions? Giving up 10 points. I am going to take BC. Okay. And William? Montreal. And Go Mark. BC. And uh, I'm going to take BC just because I can. It's not even a tough decision for me. Okay, the last game is uh, Winnipeg and into Edmonton. Now, is this a repeat of last week's game? No. Yes. Yes, it is. And Winnipeg won that snoozer 13-1. Now, this is a home-and-home home series. Now, we got Winnipeg into Edmonton. Winnipeg is the higher-ranked team. Winnipeg is the visiting team. So, they're each minus five. And uh, even up, Charles, who are you going to take? Winnipeg? Okay. For some reason, Mark. I think Winnipeg. And William. Yeah. 
William, you're taking who? Winnipeg, 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 Winnipeg. And Mark? Edmonton. Again? Wow, okay. And I'm going to take Edmonton. CJ takes Edmonton. There we go. There's our four teams. Hopefully, I'm going to go back just for the sake of shits and giggles and make sure that we've got um, the right week here. we got Calgary, Saskatchewan, Toronto, Ottawa, BC, Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmond. That's week four. If I have the right year, it might be the problem. I might be in the wrong year. Nope. 2021, we're good. Okay. Hmm. And we're definitely Everybody, right this time. Uh, did you look, Charles? Yes, I did. I'm just bugging you. Okay. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Okay. Um, Scott Milanovich. Now, I was really happy that Scott Milanovich came back to the CFL. You know, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. Uh, super nice and, you know, solid stand guy. Hasn't coached a game in Edmonton. He resigned this week. He has taken the uh, quarterback coaching position with the Indianapolis Colts. Good for him. 100%. I, I'm happy for him. Uh, it's probably a huge raise, and it's uh, uh, definitely a step backwards or two, two steps backwards head coach, coordinator, QB coach. But you know what? Hey, down in the States, it's, uh, it's uh, good money, and there you go. I'm sure he's going to work a lot harder. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, but Scott Milanovich is gone. Do you think that that's okay? Do you think that's cool that he did that, like, right before free agency? Uh, anything else? Does it really matter? Are we going to have a season this year? I don't know. Charles, what do you think about leaving Edmonton? Do you think it's okay? Do you think he's being a dick well, I mean, about this? First thing I want to know is whether or not he had a clause in his contract that gave him an out to go back to the NFL. I'm sure he did, and it probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, the timing isn't perfect, and uh, I'm sure uh, the GM and Edmonton, what's his name, Sunderland, Brock Sunderland, uh, he probably wasn't thrilled seeing as we're, what, a week away from free agency, two weeks away from free agency? But after all, like we've said with players in the past, I mean, I think it uh, um, uh, applies to coaches too. If they've got a chance to better themselves and make more money and so on, um, I don't have a problem with them doing it. So uh, while it's not ideal time, it didn't bother me. I mean, the guy has a chance to go to the NFL if he were a player. Um, if he were a player, uh, I'd be... Um, Wishing the same him thing well. That, uh, yeah, exactly. He's got a chance to better himself. So I'm not going to criticize him for it. He had the chance and he took it. I can't blame him. I think pretty much anyone in, in his spot would do the same thing. Uh, of course. I mean, it was January that he did this. It wasn't May. It didn't Chris Jones leave Saskatchewan in May or something just before the yeah, it start was, I think of it was like April. training camp? Week week before yeah, training camp started? It was so, close to that. It was in that in that ballpark, yeah. And I think that any coach, any coach for salt, is going to put a clause in a contract that says that if an opportunity an opportunity to promotion comes across his desk, that he he has the ability to to leave. And I think that 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 should be in place. I think that should be in place. At, 
even in the CFL. Like, you know, if you're a coordinator and you a head coaching opportunity, you're allowed to go. I don't think that teams should refuse the right to um, reject that on you. I mean, I'm, I'm really against that. I mean, it's, a, it's an opportunity. I'm not going to tell who did that Bondo in Ottawa happened in Norp in Montreal, um, happened to Orlando Steinauer in, Mont- in Hamilton, and every one of those coaches walked the next year. It's, it's not a good idea. Is everybody okay? I got yep. some beeping happening here in my headphones. I'm just curious as to why. I don't know. Somebody's got another call coming in. Is that somebody trying to get get on the show, Christopher? No. Do, are you hearing the beeping? No. Yep. No. Yep. Oh, okay. I have no idea what this is. Got to be blog talk because it's not me. Is that is that is that the beep beep? Is that to tell us that COVID cases have reached six million? Is that what that is? Uh, is this a, 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 a test of the emergency broadcasting system? I don't know. Did it stop? What's that? It stopped. Stop. It, it stop. stopped. Okay, so so we're going to ignore it and move oh, on. Okay. You know what? I'm sorry. I just I hit the button there. I put it on hold, and I think I put you guys on hold. And I think when I put you on hold, it beeps a couple of times. Charles, that might have been do the problem. That. It was an accident. I, I must have hit it. I didn't realize it at first. Then I looked down, and I, sorry about that. Okay. At least now we know what it is, and next time it happens, we can yell at him. Okay, instead of going, yep. what the fuck's up? Okay, so, uh, yeah, what's that noise? William, what do you think of this? Do you think that that's okay for um, Scott Milanovich to boot it out of Edmonton? You know what? You know what? At the time, last year, when Scott Milanovich was looking for a job, the Edmonton job came up, and yep. he applied for yep. it, and he got it. And he sat there for a whole year. And with his thumb up his ass. With his thumb up his ass, collecting a salary. And another opportunity came along this year, and he said, sure, I'll take it. And you can't really uh, get Ball bad him? at the guy because as a, as, a, as a quarterback coach of the NFL, he's going to make a million dollars next year, okay? So, like, come on. Are we really upset at him? And after all, it is Edmonton. But, you know, and but one of the things that we've talked about on this show in the last little while is how he was going to help Trevor Harris have a good year because he is a quarterback guy. Yeah. So I guess Trevor Harris, I guess Trevor Harris has a shitty year this year. Not we necessarily. Not necessarily. No, I know, but. I I have no problem with a guy trying to make a better lot in life. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Okay. Because so, tomorrow, because um, well, no, no, because I was going to say next season, if Edmonton goes zero and nine, they're going to fire Scott Milanovic anyway. So, so what the hell? There you go. Well, would they have gone zero and nine? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm really disappointed with this new upgrade into Facebook. It's really confusing. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
where are we? I'm looking for something here. And it's um, there was an article on here it is four candidates Scott Malevich. Let's talk about these guys. Okay, first up, Jamie Elzondo. Now, Jamie Elzondo was the offensive coordinator in Ottawa. He um, he was asked to interview for the head coaching position in Edmonton. And which was denied the opportunity by Dan. another reason why I like the cucker. Um, and uh, then he, like, six weeks later, books it to the XFL to join Mark Tresson with his team. XFL was a bust, and uh, he's unemployed. Now, whether XFL is coming back and doing whatever else doesn't matter. He's looking for he's looking north of the border to a CFL position. Is Jamie Elzondo a uh, desirable choice for the Edmund Eskimo? He's a very strong offensive-minded uh, coach, and uh, I think he's the best choice personally for Edmonton. But, uh, with some other strong candidates here, so we'll see what happens. He was actually the offensive coordinator with Trevor Harris in Ottawa. So, you know, this this might be the best thing for Trevor Harris. But then, you know, Trevor Harris was on again, off again in Ottawa. Maybe it might not be the best thing. Trevor, what do you think? Jamie Alzando? Yes or no? Wouldn't rule it out, but um, to be honest. Should we do this uh, at the end? Yeah, maybe should we, we go through the, the end let's of, go through the four candidates and then you tell me who yeah. the best one is gonna be, okay? Uh the top is defensive guru, um, Chris Jones. Chris Jones is interested in coming back as the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. Now he came back he came in as a head coach and won a great cup with Edmonton. When Edmonton sucked ass. Okay, so he definitely did came in and did a hell of a job with that team and then he booked it before the Grey Cup game, he almost resigned before the game to go be the head coach and manager in Saskatchewan, and which he did there. He improved the team from three and fifteen to, uh, you know, second place in the West or first place in the West and whatever. He did an amazing job. Did he win Grey Cup in Saskatchewan? No. Would have probably. I don't know. He's doing a hell of a good job. Uh, he all he does all he knows how to do is win. So uh, I'm I'm kind of big on this Chris Jones guy. Um, I, yes, I wasn't sad to see him leave the CFL. I'm really surprised he's interested in coming back. But he's no different than Scott Milanovic. If a ball boy job came up in the NFL, he's booking it south of the border. He, his goal is to be in the NFL. So would you bring him back and the same thing happen again? I don't know. I don't know. And he definitely came will public. Will he take the head coach, or, or will he want the GM position too? Though. Well, Brock Sunderland's not giving that up, so he's going to come back as a yeah, head coach right. if he comes back. I mean, he was on the um, Rod Peterson show and said yes, he is interested in the head coaching position because he's been punted out of his job in Cleveland and he's been put into the head office as a scout. I guess he's not happy about that. So. Uh, See what happens there. Okay, the third candidate is Mark Killam, and he's a special teams coordinator with the Calgary Stampeders. This is the guy that I was kind of hoping that BC was going to hire when they hired that other guy with the idiot with the hat. 
Um, uh, you know, we've never seen him out on his own doing anything other than his special teams and this and that. And we very rare do you see a special teams coach get a head coaching job. We did that with uh, uh, Michael Shea, and we did Craig Dickinson. But that's about it. So, you know, I'm not jumping up and down about this idea, but you never know. I I personally think that he is qualified for it, and he is one to move up. I don't know whether or not he'd be interested. I just don't know. Um, And the third or fourth gentleman is Noel Thorpe, and I talked about him earlier. He was the a defensive guru in um, in Montreal, and uh, underneath uh, Mark Pressman, underneath uh, uh, d- did a hell of a good job. I uh, won Grey Cups. They it, his team was a bulletproof. Uh, he was denied um, the right to talk to uh, Ottawa for the head coaching position by Jim Pop if I remember correct. Jim Pop's an idiot and glad he's out of the CFL. Um, beside the point. Um, so Noel Thorpe is a, is a defensive guy, and I'm not a real big fan of defensive guys in head coaching positions. I never have, and, and Chris Jones was a prime example of that. Built a bulletproof defense, but just had no offense at all. Uh, yes, you can win a, a great cup with uh, defense, but you do have to score some points. Uh, so Noel Thorpe is, uh, again, a defensive guy. <clears throat> yeah, he's, I, I think he's definitely uh, a, a good choice. Uh, so we've got the four guys. Charles, who do you think, who are you picking, James Alzando, Chris Jones, uh, Mark Killam, or Noel Thorpe? Or put them in order. All right, put them in order. I would put um... – Noel, if, if, if it, these are my uh, rankings, I'm putting Noel yes, Thorpe first, then I'm putting Chris Jones, then Jamie Alivando, and then Mark Killiam. I'm okay. just not sold on – I know the guys like O'Shea has done it, Craig Dickinson. I'm still not sold on special teams guys going uh, from special teams to being head coach. I just – I don't know. I don't see that one. Uh, it doesn't happen very uh, well very much, so – that's why I'm putting him last. Kind of like Jeff Rimbo. Yeah. Not not, not a good example. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark. Mark. Put them in order. Jamie Elzondo, Chris Jones, Mark Killam, and Noel Thorpe are your choices. Put them in order for you. Elizondo, Jones, Killam. Who was the order? Thorpe. Noel Thorpe. Thorpe at the bottom. Thorpe at the bottom, just because has anybody heard a thing from him since, what, the last two years, three years? He hasn't heard of me. Well, we kind of had a COVID year last year, so we hear too much of anything. Um, um, Where is he right now? He is somewhere with somebody. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I just think the whole attitude thing in Montreal and all that mess, it just, I think it hurt his stock here. Yeah. Okay. Um, before I bring Will in here, I'm going to, I'm going to read the last line here. Thorpe is probably a long shot for the job considering Milan, 
also was to serve as Edmonton's offensive coordinator. Okay, so that means that whoever this is, they they need an offensive coordinator as well. They have a defensive coordinator. So if Chris Jones came in and, and, and they already have a defensive coordinator. Noel Thorpe came in, they already have a defensive coordinator. So these guys will strictly be head coaching jobs. Okay, they're not also taking a coordinator's job, which I I, I like. I just don't know whether or not that's happening in the new CFL. Uh, William, put them in order. Um, Can you kill them. Tell you who they are. No, kill them. Okay. Kill them. Uh, Noel Thorpe, Jamie Elizondo, and Chris Jones. Wow. Okay. I don't like Chris Jones. Never have. Stay in the fucking NFL. Uh, I understand and agree with you, but he's a he's a, a brilliant coach. Um, I tend to disagree, but that's okay. okay. We're allowed to disagree. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, think he's a brilliant defensive coach. In my, in I think my he's a brilliant defensive time, coach. Would... There you go. I agree with I agree with Charles there. Absolutely, he's a he is without question a brilliant defensive coach. But right? but but he's not a head coach. But he's not a head coach, and he's not a general and the head manager. coach. I find him mediocre. Well, he won a Grey Cup in yep. Edmonton and and almost took a suspension to the Grey Cup after a three and fifteen season. That's a hell of a head coach. That's a hell of yeah, a head coach. Yeah, but he he didn't win the Grey Cup. Fucking Mike Riley won the Grey Cup. Okay. Well, yeah, we know that. And he very he largely inherited that team. Yeah, I agree. Okay, sure. Okay, um, my picks are Jamie Alzando without question. Jamie Alzando is the number one choice. Uh, Chris Jones, I'm going to put him in ahead of Noel Thorpe only on experience. Uh, I do like Noel Thorpe, but like he, you know, after he's been dissed a couple times. Uh, nobody seems to be taking him in stride. Mark Killam's a long shot at best. I don't, I, I don't see him to be a, a head coach. I, I don't even think he's going to leave Calgary. I, I think he's just happy in his position in Calgary uh, and winning. The, I agree with that too. Yeah, me too. Happy where he is. I think he's just content, happy, making a good living. He's got a good home happening there. The team is always competitive. And, and and he's got he's got free reign on special teams and he has does the razzle dazzle and is allowed to do it. I think he's happy there. So I'm putting Killam in, in, in fourth place because I just don't think he wants the job. Uh but Jamie Elzondo's the best choice in my opinion. Okay. There you go. Look at that. Script already, Charles. Uh, segment three, we're just not going to ignore it because it was uh, Chris Jones interested in re- returning to coach Edmonton. We know that. Okay, boom, bang, off we go. Uh, Ticats re-sign hmm. Jeremiah Mazzoli. Was this a good choice? I personally think this was brilliant. This was a good signing for both the team and the player. Okay, The player knows the system. The system knows the player. Uh, it's where he's he's best. Um you know, going somewhere else, you got to learn something else. Every team has their, their number one quarterback. Hamilton has committed themselves to Dane Evans, uh, but this signing seems to mean that there's going to be a little bit of competition there in, at at training camp for the quarterback position. 
and I, I, I hope there is. Um, Jeremiah at least has deserved or has earned a chance to fight for that position. Um, where do I see a problem with this signing? $125,000 signing bonus. That's hard money. He gets it right fucking now, whether or not there's a season. That is so stupid. That is so stupid. I don't understand how you do that. How can you give $125,000 to a possibly second-string quarterback without having a season? <laughs> I'm not there. William, is this a good signing? Is this a good signing for Hamilton? Is this a good thing for uh, Jeremiah Mazzoni? Well, I don't know. Are they going to let him to come in, come in and compete for the starting job? Well, if they're going to give him a hundred twenty-five thousand dollars signing bonus, they, why the hell wouldn't you? I would right. say if they give so, him one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, he is the starter. He is the starter. Well, no, but don't forget, don't forget uh, what's his face, their quarterback. Dane Evans, last I get year. that, but well, no, no, but he's really cheap. Okay, he's exactly. Really cheap. Why this confused me? Yeah. So they're going to lose one of them next year, regardless, I would assume. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, I still think it's the it's the strongest quarterback duo in the CFL by far. Well, yeah. I mean, can can we name one other backup in the CFL? I can't. Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? a lot of parts gone in Toronto, isn't he? I mean, there's that. I know, I know Toronto's backup. What's his name, Christopher? You know his name. Well, who's their number one? Well, Matt no, Nichols. Who's their backup, Christopher? Matt Nichols is their number two. Well, who's their number one? A, a pair, a, a pair of sports socks and some tape. That's their number one quarterback. All right. Um, but, uh, I mean, if the rumors persist, it could be Nick Arbuckle. Yeah, he didn't want to become a free agent. Doesn't he become a free agent? Well, no, because they're, they're, they owe him a bunch of money, and I don't think they're going to pay him. Yeah. So And he's not willing that. to re- renegotiate. So. Right. Not so far. So just release him. Not so far. Okay, so Jeremy Mazzoli it, uh, receives $125,000 right now, and the deal is worth 350000 total with some incentives he could earn up to three seventy. Those are not start. That's not starter money. It is not in now. the CFL. Yes, is it? it is for this year coming up. What are the top echelon quarterbacks making now? Five down around the half million mark. Five, six hundred thousand. So three hundred thousand. Yeah, that's starting. So I don't. That's starting. Yeah, because I don't think you put Mazzoli in the category with Bolivar Mitchell and uh, Mike Riley, so he's going to be considered the tier down. So. In the three hundred thousands would be kind of in that. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't. 
There's no the way that that's starter money. That's not the starter money. Back again. What happened to my keyboard here? Oh, the battery fell out. Sorry. How much was he? Uh, how much can he earn with bonuses? Three seventy-five. Three seventy. Okay, in this in this economy, yeah, I mean that's still starter money. That's not top tier starter money. The top tier starter money is around half a million dollars now. So three seventy three hundred and seventy thousand for uh, a second tier quarterback, yeah, that's starter money. Sure it is. How's it? Not? No, it, it's not. I would I would have to say it's going to be in the four four fifty range. No, they got him cheap. What's that's that? Claire making in Winnipeg. Mark, what's Zach Kolaris making in Winnipeg? Uh, he took a he took a pay cut. He is, of course he did. So I think that's not my question. He's he's around four hundred. He's around four hundred. Okay. Yeah. And and Nick Arbuckle's at four fifty, and not willing to negotiate. Cody Jardo took a pay cut. He's at now at four and a quarter. Um. Trevor Harris is in the four and a quarter range. I, I'm sure that's not starter money. Three fifty is not starter money. Well, I wouldn't call it backup money either. You're not going to pay a backup three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. True that. Backup money's like maybe two hundred thousand. One seventy-five, something like that. Yeah, for a backup. Not arguing. We've kind of. So then he's kind of in between starter and backup money. He's kind of a tweener, which, and I'm not sure how much Dane Evans is making, but uh, he's not making 370, I don't think. Evans is on his rookie contract still. Exactly, so he's not yep. making that much. Dane Evans was set to, to earn 213000 in 2020. Okay. Included eighty thousand dollars worth of hard money. His new so contract includes. Okay. Go ahead. Claros Bay is making four ten with a hundred and eighty as a signing bonus. What was that? Sorry, Mark. Kalaro's contract, I just found that it's 410 with 180,000 signing bonus. Yeah. Is that included in the 410 or on top of? No, that's included in it. That's okay. Included. Okay. So 350 to 400, that's your starting salaries now. You're that level. It's not. There's not a, there's not a starter under $400,000. Dane Evans. They already announced. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's, he's going to be the starter. I don't think he's going to be the starter. Not that I recall. I think, I think they announced he was going to be though. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I don't. I don't care about that. They lie. They can change that in a heartbeat. Yeah, they're just going to have a competition in training camp, and whoever wins wins, right? And if they do, they've got a they got a stud in Dane Evans that's coming in really cheap because he's he's going to be making in around the three hundred grand mark. Okay, 
I, I would have to say that he's coming in really cheap, and with with Mazzoli uh, coming in, in at three fifty, they're you know they they've got a they've got the strongest quarterback duo for six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Lions are playing oh, that easy. one. Right? So, you guys there? Everything went quiet. Yep. Okay. Boo. Scares me every once in a while. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Mazzoli. Uh, He's got very low-end starter money, if that's what you want to call it, or he's got very high-end backup money. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to be the lowest paid starter in the league. If, if that yeah, contract just, holds, yeah. he's going to be the lowest yeah, no paid matter starter. Who start, no matter who starts in Hamilton, they'll be able to say that. Correct. Because I yep. think Dane, I'm looking at Dane Evans' contract or any, any announcements. Um, they just said that they've extended his contract through 2021. Uh, so it doesn't say anything about money. But I'm, I'm just kind of assuming that it's going to be a very similar money. To what it was. Okay. Yeah. No. There's. Uh, there, I haven't found anything that says what his money was. It was just that what he was supposed to earn just around two hundred and twenty thousand dollars last year in the COVID season, and uh, that's about all we got. Uh, Ty Katz let Jeremiah Mazzoli and uh, Dane Evans. Oh, that's that's last year. Okay, yeah, nothing, nothing we can talk about that. Yep. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Was it a good signing? Would you have given him a hundred twenty-five thousand dollars signing bonus? I don't know if I would have given him the hard money. At least not that much. Well, what, is, what did you say, Caleros? Got hard money. What's that? What you said? What Claris got one hundred and seventy-five thousand in her money? One eighty. One eighty. I I just don't <laughs> understand how teams are doing this, or why teams are doing this. Because they're forcing them to take a pay cut. So they're guaranteeing them money. Yeah, they're guaranteeing them up money. They're guaranteeing them some money up front to get them to take a more off the bottom dollar. Yeah. In the hopes that there's a season. Yeah. There but if there's no season, they, if there's something. no season, there's, there's going to be some pretty. There's going to be some GMs that look pretty stupid if there's no season. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything else? Anything further on the Mazzoli signing? Nope. Everybody thinks nope. this is a good deal for, for, for both teams, right? Both parties. This was a good thing for Mazzoli, and this was a good thing for the Ticats. It's where he belongs. Anybody yep. arguing? Nope? Okay. Here's the one that's hurtful. Brian Burnham and the BC Lions are far apart in their new contract. BC Lions, the offer on the table, and they've pulled it back. They are far away 
And with exactly two weeks left, two weeks yesterday until free agency, it does not look like there will be a deal done. Is he going to get gobbled up in the CFL? Is somebody going to pay him the money he wants? BC needs to do it. They need to go over the cap if they have to. I'm dead set against going over the cap. I, I, I preached that for 10 years uh, or longer. Um, but you cannot let this guy get away. You can't. Mike Riley needs him there. If this, We really want to see Mike Riley and Brian Burnham play football together with an O-line. Yes, we need an O-line, and yes, we need a running back, but you can't let Brian Burnham go away. We've signed up just about our whole receiving core, except for him. This, you you, you got to get this done. This is, has to be done. Personally, my opinion, please help me. Um, Charles, you talk about it. You're BC Lions here. Brian Burnham, what's the deal with him? What's going on? What do you think? Oh, God, I would hate to lose Brian Burnham. Just absolutely hate to do it. Do I think they're going to lose him? Yes. Um, but yeah, as much as I want them to sign him, they should sign him. You can't break the bank board. It's got to be a deal that makes sense both for the team and for the uh, receiver. We've talked about it. Uh, well, what Will always likes to say, younger, faster, cheaper. And I don't want them to lose because I believe that Brian Burnham is the best receiver in the Canadian Football League. I think that I've thought that for quite a long time, and to see him leave would be absolutely heartbreaking. But at the same time, I don't think you can break the bank for him, especially in uh, a post-COVID era. Uh, Will he get gobbled up uh, in free agency? Well, the the first instinct is going to say yes. But then you got to think to yourself. Think to yourself about Darrell Walker another premier wide receiver in the CFL. Look how long it took him to get a uh, uh, signing somewhere because he asked for too much money. So while I think... And he signed for a lot less. Exactly. Because he he priced himself out of the market. Brian Burnham's got to be very careful not to do the same thing because if he does, he's going to find the same issue that Darrell Walker did. I don't want him to leave the Lions. I want him to be on the Lions. He's one of the I think he's one of the best receivers the Lions have ever had, quite frankly. And to lose him it would be a kick in the teeth. Because like you said, we haven't really gotten a chance to see him play uh with Mike Riley. I mean they played the one year, but Riley was running for his life all year. He never got good protection. So they weren't able to um uh play to their full potential together. And I still I still wanna see that. Uh, but, uh, quite frankly, I, this, the, the signs are there. The warning signs are there. They're not close and they've got two weeks. The Lions got two weeks before free agency opens. And if he hits the open mark, because the odds are someone will take him. And that looks like it's going to be what happens, but hopefully they can come to the senses and figure out in the next couple of weeks here. Cause I would hate to see him leave BC. I mean, yes, it could be a negotiating tool. It could be like BC says, okay, go on the open market. We'll match anything that you get out there. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to blow up in their face. Um, I, 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 yeah. 
I don't know. William, younger, faster, cheaper? Or do you think Brian Burnham's worth it? Absolutely. You know what? The more and more and more I think about this all the time um, is you don't have to pay receivers big money to be successful. You really don't. Um, you can you can receive. I'm sorry, receivers are a dime a dozen, and I know I know Burnham is good, but is he worth two hundred thousand dollars or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a season? I don't think so. I don't think any receiver is worth that. And and you know if he goes on the free agency market, there's there's bound there's bound to be a team out there that's stupid enough to give him two hundred thousand dollars. And I would assume that would be a Toronto or maybe a Montreal or something like that. I know, I, I guarantee you, if he's looking for top dollar as a receiver, he's not coming to Calgary, okay? No, he's not coming to Calgary. Um, no. That's no. Not he, go there. They just signed Darrell Walker. Would, uh, would Edmonton be interested in this? I don't think so. Uh, Ottawa. Not Ottawa after signing is, Walker. There is Ottawa, one GM out there. Ottawa. I there is be. one G. There is one GM out there who's stupid enough to pay that kind of money. He's known for Kyle paying Walters? kickers. I know he's known for paying kickers big dollars. So, Burnham yeah. is gonna look good in blue and gold. I'd love to see Burnham playing with um, with um, what's his name? Uh, Zach Caleros. Zach Caleros. Yeah. You think? So would Mark. So would Mark. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you be careful. Mark's going to have some wet dreams on this one. <laughs> yeah, but let's He's face it. Let's face it. Let, let's face it. This supports my story. Okay, Mark, how many great receivers did Winnipeg have when they won the Great Cup in 2019? One. And he was... He was at, right, and he was... I'm, I would say he's middle of the road. Okay. Will so, is a great receiver. Okay, he did say what? Quantifies as a great receiver. How many great right. receivers did Winnipeg have? The only reason I would say Burnham wouldn't come here, and it, not about money for him too, maybe would be how often is he going to see the ball? When as long as Andrew yeah. Harris is playing for the Bombers, it's a run-heavy offense. Or you could say, as long as they don't have a great receiver, they're a run-heavy offense. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're a run-heavy offense before they had Zach Caleros. Because they didn't have a quarterback yeah. worth a pinch of coon shit. Okay? Matt Nichols and then Strebel, neither of those guys can throw the ball. Now you've got a quarterback in there that can throw the ball. That doesn't mean that the defense – and also La Police is gone. So, yay. Offense is going to change. I still don't have an issue with La Police being gone. No, and I don't fine. either. And I, I, I heard an interview with Buck Pierce, and I think Buck Pierce is going to do a great job. I, I do too. So, yeah, I agree. Buck Pierce is not a running quarterback. Uh, he's a running quarterback. No, he's not. But he's not a running offensive coach. 
Okay? He believes in throwing the fucking ball. Yeah, but I'm scared yeah. because he also he also believed in running an offense where he used to get blown up on a regular basis. I I don't know if Zach Calaris can handle that. Okay. <laughs> no. no, Buck Pierce was a tough son of a bitch. Zach Calaris is not. Absolutely, he was. <laughs> Most human beings wouldn't get up from hits like that. Okay. No. That podcast oh, with Pierce Will, that was awesome. That was. I, I listened to that one. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. So, um, Brian Burnham. Is he staying in BC, Will? Yes, no. I would say no. Mark? No. Charles? Kills me to say it, but no. CJ says they're going to get the deal done within two weeks. Brian Burnham stays in BC. I I hope you're right and I'm wrong, but we'll see. You see, bottom line, this year, I think this is a special year. Can't be. You can't be all about you this year. You got to be all about the team. Because apparently there's not that much money to go around. And you see guys all over mm-hmm. the place taking pay cuts. So, you know, for Brian Burnham to say, no, I'm not going to do that, well, he, I don't he know. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. No, I know that. Oh, I know, but they can't come to a number between the two of them. That's correct. That you know, so, if he was making two hundred grand and he wants one eighty, and they've offered him one sixty or one forty, they're apart. Okay. Yeah. Is his one eighty a realistic ask? Is it one eighty? Is it two twenty down from two fifty? I don't know. If it's over two hundred thousand dollars, he he needs to smarten up. This is a, a an right. unusual COVID year. Okay. But we because don't he obviously know the numbers are. We, we we only speculate it being an ass. He tried to make it in the NFL. It didn't work. So this is about the only place he has to play. Just saying. So, yeah, but he wants to make as much money as he can. Well, he can. Right. And I don't, I don't blame him for that, but you got to be careful. Jarrell yeah. Walker did that, played that game, and lost. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not okay. really, because he didn't play last year, and nobody played last year. So, did he really lose? Right, anything? but he didn't. Also, didn't get a signing bonus that everybody else did. Well, so right, he, he made that. no money last year. Through that. Okay, and and you know when everybody else is signing for a seventy-five, eighty thousand dollar signing bonus, hundred grand, um, you 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 walked away from that. That's that was hard money that could have been in your bank. You could have lived a year off of that. So you got to be careful with what's going on. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. I don't think that you know Darrell Walker sat out last year because the season failed. Is the season going to fail this year? I'm still fifty-fifty on whether we're going to play football. I'm not as positive as you guys are. I'm not as positive as our commissioners 
or I'm not positive about our commissioner. Uh, We're going to get there shortly. Okay. Rough Riders will not go off the budget to sign Charlton Hughes. Sign who? Or they, what's that? To sign who? Isn't his name Charleston? Well, it is, that's not what's written in the article. No, we got Carlton the doorman. I thought that was his brother. Hello? Who? This is, what? This is Carlton Carl. the doorman. I thought that was his Carlton. brother. I've never heard of him. Carlton. Who's Carlton? Oh, Did God. It's, it's, auto it's a Charles typo. It doesn't recognize I was, Charleston. I was kind of working oh. with this, okay? I was trying not to make uh, yeah. Charles feel bad, okay? I was working it's with auto him. Sp- it's auto spell. That's where, that's my story. Yeah, okay. Do you guys remember Carlton the doorman? No. Yeah. Mark, do you? Yeah. What was the show from? Um, Carlton um, the doorman. Um, it was, uh, what's what I call it? Holy shit. That one. I got you. I got you. No. Moving on up. No. 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 Okay. Who was it then? It was the uh, Rhonda. Rhonda? Rhoda. Rhoda. Rhoda show. Did she have a doorman? She lived in a cheap apartment. She lived in an apartment, and she would, they would the buzzer would go off, and she'd go, "Hello, Carlton. Hi, this is Carlton, the doorman." Well, okay. every time, every time, that was it. Was it was? Rhoda. 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 Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, it was a spinoff from the Mary Tyler Moore show. That was a spinoff. Okay. Anyways. Oh, there it is. There's no D in it. It's Rhoda show. And, uh... And, uh, just go into Carlton and... There he is. Carlton the doorman. (laughs) Anyhow, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, okay. I got you guys. I, I was kind of impressed with that. I got you guys. No, you, nobody got that one right. Nope. Okay, moving on. We're talking about Carlton the doorman. Car, Carlton Hughes. Charleston Hughes. Riders aren't going off their budget. That's bottom line. Craig Dick said said no. So did uh, what's his name? Dick. Who is his general manager? Jeremy, Jeremy O'Day. O'Day. Jeremy O'Day said no. Not going to happen. Uh, is this a smart move by the riders? Who's going to pay the 36-year-old the money that he wants? He was a 37-year-old. Yeah, the biggest number yeah, working but, against him is his age. Yeah, but, yeah, but exactly the last four years running. Yeah. Younger, cheaper, faster, Will. Isn't that your motto? 
Well, yes, but I don't care how young he is or how old he is. You're not going to find a guy who can sack a quarterback like that. Right. But eventually, that's going to end. You're saying that the leading receiver in the CFL last year isn't worth the money either. Charleston, or sorry, Charleston, Charles, I, I know what you mean. It's eventually going to end. That's what fucking John Huffnagel fought five years ago. Okay? Look what Even happened. Huff can get stuff wrong. Look what happened. Okay? Yeah. I it know is. he's been beaten up, but he's 37. Those bones aren't going to come back quite as fast when he gets into stuff now. Oh, oh please tell me. Okay. We're talking about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here, okay? We've got Mark, who is a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan. We've got Will, who is a Calgary Stampeder fan. And Charles and Christopher are both BC. You tell me which one of the four people right now do not want this guy on their team. <laughs> Come on, speak up. 37 well, years old. I happy you, do you want him on your team or not? Hell, I would take him in a heartbeat. I had him on my team. I'd take him for the right price. Okay. It's got to be cheap. It's not going to be cheap. He's the leading sacker for the last four years running. His his motor didn't even skip a beat last year or the year before. He just dropped. I mean, wouldn't he be considered? Uh, wouldn't he be considered a young? Uh, Who's the guy on BC? Or does he still play for BC? <laughs> Who? Who? Otis Willis? Willis? What's his name? Yeah, Odell Willis? Odell Willis. Isn't Charleston Hughes a younger Odell Willis? <laughs> Odell Willis is gone. He, think... did, he wasn't there in 2019. Oh, wasn't he? Okay. No. Our, our, you know, no, he's gone. BC's D-line right now looks pretty sad. Charlton Hughes would look really good on it. Well, because BC hasn't signed Mika Johnson, right? No, they have not. And they haven't signed nope. the guys they stole from Calgary last year, right? <laughs> no, the what was his name, Chris? I don't believe that. Chris. Uh... No, those are both outstanding free agents at this point in time. Okay. Yeesh. They got to sign and somebody. Yeah, two okay. out of three. Yeah. Right, right there. Those three guys that we just talked about. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good defensive line. Oh, fuck you think? Yeah. I would take Charleston Hughes back tomorrow, but yeah, I'm not. I know. Uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not John Huffnagel. John Huffnagel would probably take him back if we could sign him for sixty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna demand and receive two fifty. No, no, that's not what he's looking for. What's he looking for? In the article, it said the 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 Saskatchewan was supposed to give him one fifty five this year. Oh, are you serious? Yes. And 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 Jeremy O'Day won't give him one fifty five? According to the article. Wow. Not that wow. smart. That's not breaking the budget. 
Well, it seems to me he gets no respect, but once again, it's younger, faster, cheaper. But when you're talking a sack guy, I don't know. So, I don't know. There, there's a few key positions out there, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah, he was supposed to earn 257, and he only got 10 grand. 157. What a lot of the older, older sorry, guys. A lot yeah. of the older guys are happy to take pay cuts if they want to stay. It's just it's the new COVID. It, you can call it the CCFL, the Canadian COVID Football League. It's the new salaries. This whole spending to the floor, I get it, but it's annoying as hell. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, free agency is two weeks away. There's shit's going to happen before then. Let's see if they really spend to the floor. You know, it's understandable. I'm not entirely convinced. I, I don't believe that teams like Saskatchewan and Toronto are going to sign to the floor. I don't believe it. No, I don't think so either. I don't buy it. Well, they're making guys and take haircuts in Saskatchewan. I understand that, Mark. I just believe that they're waiting for free agency, and they, they will gobble up Brian Burnham and, and you know, whoever else they can. And trust me, once one team starts going up, they're all going to go. The floodgates are going to open because the other teams are going to want to keep up with them. You have to. Yeah, exactly. But you know, BC and Calgary aren't. We we know that. Well, we don't know that because Wally's not there, and neither is uh, David Braley. They won't. But they're already balking on paying Burrow. So nothing's changed. No. It's not done yet. If push comes to shove, come to that day, I we, think they're going to yeah. have to do what they have to do to keep Burnham. It's just whether or not they, they just piss them off. From a fan too. BC has yeah. to keep them from a fan standpoint. Oh, I, they can't we keep understand. letting all their we top understand. guys go. I mean, we, we had the uproar when G. Roy Simon was let go, was was massive, and that guy was on a decline that was massive. Brian Burnham's still on his upside. This this is not yes. In, this is not intelligent. So, I don't know. I'm not I'm not big on this one. I'm not happy with this. But Charlton Hughes, one fifty five is not a lot of money for him. No, well, it's on par with Big Hill, and he's a linebacker, not yeah. a rush end, yeah. and not the sack leader either. No, I'm. Who's whispering again? Charles. Sorry, that was me. What you doing? I mumble to myself sometimes. Sorry. 
think Anne Marie is talking to you? No, I'm in the room by myself right now. Somebody's got some noise in the background. Anyhow, beside the point, let's move on. It was, it was uh, me mumbling to myself. Oh, I thought it was your little friend, Charles. What little friend? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you. I was just going to leave it alone. Okay. I don't know. Let's, let, I don't want to start talking. This, this is not not an X-rated show, okay? Okay. Okay. Mo- moving uh-huh. on. Randy Ambrosi. Hours after we tashed him on this podcast about being trans, not transparent, just non-existent. I mean, seriously, he hasn't said a word to anybody since David Brady died. It's almost like he doesn't know what to say because he's not there to tell him what to say anymore. But all of a sudden, he just pipes up, makes an announcement, and disappears. What did he say? Nothing. We're going to play football this year. We're going to play lots of football. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Isn't that what he said? Was there any other substance in that? That's kind of what I got out of it. Are going to play football this year. We're going to play a lot of football this year. And that means that he's starting the season on time. And, uh, And then disappears. He's gone again. We have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anybody have any thoughts on Randy Ambrosi, the lame duck commissioner that we've had for the last two years that should have been there three months after he was hired? I'm happy he actually surfaced for 30 seconds, but he could have gave something with a little bit more substance. That would have been nice. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really a formulaic statement. He really gave no information or anything. It was just like a rally the troops statement. But in reality, I mean, it it said nothing at all. It said nothing at all. Absolutely. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Are we happy that he said it? Don't really care. Uh, I'm glad it was something because we had literally heard nothing from him uh, for quite some time. So at least he said something that we know. But, I mean, nothing uh, of substance. So it's kind of uh, glass half full, half empty, and probably mostly half empty. Because while he said something, he didn't really... um, Anything. Nothing... He said nothing. It was just basically to show people that he still exists. It it, it was a a very political politician-like statement. There was more backpedaling. You know, it was one step forward, two step backwards, and then, oh, 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 I got to go. Sorry, no questions. I don't know what, what what to say. He didn't he didn't say anything. Now, I know Randy Ambrosi's a fan of the show, and he listens all the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah. but Randy, really, Randy, call what, in. Randy, call in. 
what the fuck were you thinking? Okay? I mean, like, seriously, dude. I could have had, uh, what's his name? The the previous commissioner. Jeffrey Orange? Orange. Orange would have come on our podcast. But, uh. I don't think I don't think Randy Ambrosi's our friend. He's polite when he has to be, but that's about it. He, I don't I don't think he likes us. He says he's very aware of our show. When we were talking to him, we said, "Yeah, we're from the Let's Talk CFL podcast." And he goes, "Yeah, we know." <laughs> and uh, to me, that was that was that was good. I like that. It must mean mean we ruffle a few feathers once in a while. And to ruffle feathers, people have to listen. And to me, that's important. Somebody's listening. That's true. Okay. Are you happy with our commissioner? Are you happy with what he said? Do you care? Are you still on the show? Maybe he's on Are you talking to me? Are you talking William. to me? I'm talking to William. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't Are hear you that. William? Um, I, I, I don't think he said anything. I could care less if he's the commissioner. And maybe he should go away. You mean go away? Just go as the commissioner or just fuck off and die? Go away. Just go away, Okay. Because I don't think he's done a good job. Recently and, or ever? And, um, I mean, he had moments, but nothing that's ever come to, like, nothing that's ever come out hard. Like, you know what I mean? He. What moment has he had that was good? Well, the the whole the whole Most- international thing that he was trying to do. The, the 2.0 shit that he was trying to pull off. And that was I good? Think that had some, I think it had some legs if you hadn't worked on it, okay? And I'm going to give him the benefit of COVID shut that all down. But the scariest thing for me is since, since COVID and since he fucked it up in front of the last season, he's disappeared. We've heard been a ghost trouble. He's been hiding under a rock. And by the way, I'm pretty sure he still gets paid. I'm still sure he gets paid. Okay, so uh, was he working behind the scenes to make a 2021 season? Let's see. I don't know. I don't know. I think the CFL 2.0 was ill-conceived. I don't think it had merit. I understand what he was trying to do with it, but it was a stretch at the best. Uh, Bringing in European players, forcing teams to have two on their roster when there isn't two in the league worthy. Um, is a challenge. I mean, what were you thinking? Why? I mean, let's face it. Our close. We needed to do something with America. We didn't need to do things with Germany or Japan or 
Mexico. We needed to do something with America. We still do. I mean, I would have been front and center with The Rock and trying to form some type of a, an alliance or uh, something with the XFL. Are, are, are we just, you know, at least he was, he's friendly to the league and he knew about it. Most other people don't know about the CFL down there. And that would have worked for me. Nothing would have worked for me. Well, no, I have not seen anything positive from Ambrosi. Mark? No, like I said, at least he surfaced. But he could have at least said something besides, hi, how's it going? See you. Um, I think he's got it going. I've said that for a long time. He's just wasting CFL money right now by drawing a salary. There's a lot of stuff he could have done. Like you said, going to the States was one of them. Now, we did get one good player out of Germany. Winnipeg got a, looks like it's going to be a good defensive end at some point. But, yeah, forcing well, but everybody to two, $2 million worth of CFL money to find oh, one player no. in Germany? No. No. That's so no. CF 2.0 was a complete and utter bust. It's a, it's a not issue. They said that there yeah, was going to no, be all this, it was going to big exposure and stuff like that. They haven't done anything. I mean, do you think they're talking more about the CFL in, in places like Germany and overseas and stuff like that? No. Yeah, no, I believe they are. I believe they are talking more about it. But well, how maybe. does that benefit the CFL? How does that put butts in the seats in, in stadiums that are half full in Canada? Hmm. CFL is a gate-driven league. We need butts to seat. Online, we need butts in the seat. Okay? Or we need huge, huge media dollars. Where is there huge media dollars for football in the world? Only one place. Only one place. United States. United States of America. Okay? Yeah, I'm sure that they've had some challenges with Donald Trump in there, and he's gone. Okay? Because he's all about America. Well, now we're not. We're, let's deal with Canada. Let's get Canada down there, and let's find get some some media money. How are we going to do that? We have to be broadcasting down there. We have to get better media coverage. We have the, the there are more CFL fans in America than there are in Canada. I know people will argue they're not as hardcore, but there are more of them. Okay. There are more CFL fans in America than there are in Canada. You can't argue with that. It's a fact. Now, the point is, how do you make that number bigger? And how do you make that number, how do you monetize it? That's what we need to do. And the answer to that is, how many American people do you know, we talked on, on the Facebook group or whatever else, love following their favorite college players, had no idea that they were playing football in Canada. That's where we should be doing. This is where we should be forming alliances with every NCAA school down in the States. Forget about the NFL. Fuck the NFL. I couldn't give a shit about the NFL. 
start dealing with NCAA schools, tier Division One, Division Two, whatever. I don't care. And when you get a player that comes up to Canada, you need to be letting them know that it has to be put out to their fan base. It's got to be put out to their booster club. It's got to be put. This is where this guy's gone. Follow the Toronto Argonauts. Follow the Calgary Stamp. Follow the BC Law. Follow whatever team you want, okay? But this is where your your buddy went. This is where your star quarterback went. This is where your star linebacker went. This is where whoever went. That's what we need to do. We need to be working on a, a grassroots media campaign in the States. Fuck the NFL. Don't even talk about them. They're not relevant to this league. Who cares? Who cares? But you've got to get the fans well, up there. And those, those players had fans. There's a, a group of fans down in the States that don't watch the NFL. They just watch college football. Okay? They don't like professional football. Now, if you watched a, 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 foot, a college game and a B, CFL game, they're they're more similar than the college game and the NFL is. It wouldn't be hard to convert the NCAA fans to CFL fans. It wouldn't be, especially considering the amount of NCAA players there are in the CFL. Half of them, half of them are, are up here. The rest are at McDonald's. That's what Randy Ozzy should have been doing. Not going to Japan and Germany and Sweden and Italy. Should have been going with fucking football players. And the thing is, in Europe, like uh, like American football or Canadian football, it's way down the list on uh, spectator sports. I mean, when you compare it to something like soccer or something like that. NFL, uh, America... Football's number one. NFL's so number one. NCAA is number two. Okay? I yeah, mean, exactly. It, 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 it's not even close. I mean, what, what's next? Baseball, basketball? I, I mean, forget it. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that high school football's not number three. Um, it might be. I mean, you, you should see some of the crowds they have for high school football. I would not be surprised. Hockey doesn't even count. pretty sure beach volleyball is higher than hockey in, in America. That's not good at a sport. It's a great sport. I watch it all the time. What's the problem? <laughs> right up there with lingerie football. Okay. Randy and Brosie, lame duck. Where are we for time? Okay, we've got half an hour. Um, Adam Big Hill takes a major pay cut. Why is this news? Who didn't take a major pay cut? Did, hey, Will, did Bo Levi Mitchell take a major pay cut? Will? Yes. Yes. Not oh, over okay. 50%. Charles, did Marley take a major pay cut? Yes. He did, didn't he? Okay. Um, yep. Why, why why did three down write an article about Adam Big Hill taking a major pay cut? Big fucking deal. Probably the size of the pay cut. The size of the pay cut, and Big Hill does not make nearly as much as the quarterback and so on like that, so he's going down quite a bit. 
He took a hundred and thirty or a hundred and forty thousand dollar pay cut. He was grossly overpaid in Winnipeg because that's what Kyle Walters does. I don't disagree with that. The salary cap. It's because you didn't have a quarterback. (laughs) You think they're important? I don't know. It's a QB-driven league. I would would think that a quarterback would be an important thing. Oh, we got Chris Strepler and Matt Nichols. But we're paying a linebacker 200 grand. 250 grand. What's his new contract? 100 and what? 160, isn't it? 155? I thought it was 145. 145? Something like that. That's a huge pay cut. Yeah. Without question, it's a huge pay cut. Percentage wise, yeah. Making that in the first place. What moron gave him that contract? You know what? But both. But both. The moron that won the Grey Cup the last time we had a season. Bo Levi Mitchell and and Mike Riley took that kind of a pay cut. So, what's the big deal? Yeah, they made three times as much as he does. (laughs) Yeah, right. But they still took the same amount. The same amount, but percentage of contract, that's where it's a little, I mean, that's like almost, he almost got his, his, his salary cut in half. And you could say yeah. all you want uh, that he was already being overpaid, and that may be true, but Grossly that's still overpaid. a big pay cut. Well, he just got realistic, yeah. okay? But obviously, there's other things in Winnipeg for him than just the pay cut. That's why oh, yeah. he took the pay cut. He likes being on the team, and now he's doing his investment thing, and he just bought a house in Winnipeg. And and now that I think about it, he fits right in with Winnipeggers. He does. He just does. Just saying. Just saying. So, I, I just, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I like Adam Big Hill. I've always liked Adam Big Hill. I like his wife, Christine, Christina. Um, and, and I wish them all the best and everything else, but this is not fucking news. Okay. And I'm not, not upset at you, Charles, for putting it on here. I'm upset at Three Down for making a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. But I understand also that when they did this, this was, there wasn't a lot happening. There, there, there's a lot more that's happening right now. Uh, Jeff Reinbold remembers his days with the Las Vegas Posse. Were they far and away the worst of the American franchises? Ah, I've got to give that one to Jeff Ford. (laughs) No, no way. What? They they drew. Shreveport actually drew half decently. Yeah, they were a, a clown show with the Glabermans running them, but they drew, and they weren't. They had some decent uh, uh, football players, and they've had uh, some not bad teams. They weren't dreadful. The Las they, Vegas, they were Vegas Posse were a. They, yes, they were, but the Las Vegas Posse were a joke. They practice in the parking lot of a hotel. Half the time, the coach was late for practice because he was gambling. I read this story. Ron Meyer was a massive gambler, and he would be late for uh, practice because he was in the casino gambling. 
they once drew 3,000 people to a game, and a ha- over half of them came down from Winnipeg. Uh, they were playing in 110-degree heat in July. I mean, uh, as bad as Shreveport was, this Las Vegas team was, they literally had to move their last home game from Las Vegas to Edmonton because no one was buying tickets. They were going to have like 500 people there. It was the most ill-thought-out, ridiculous franchise in CFL history. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that. All I remember is that the biggest clown show around was always Shreveport. Now, at least Shreveport made one year. Yeah, they, they, they lasted more than one year. And I'm not picking on Lonnie for, for what happened down there. I'm just it, – it, the, the entire concept was done poorly. And uh, I don't know. I want to shot at it again. Ad- the problem with the uh, American expansion in the 90s is that literally Larry Smith, who was the commissioner at that time – would literally yeah. give a franchise to anyone that had the money. He didn't. They they did no due diligence on any of these people. They brought in a bunch of people that were wanting to change the league. I remember that idiot down in Memphis, uh, Pepper Rogers, who did nothing but slam the league left and right. And it was with all the, with, really Baltimore was the only one that was really successful. The rest of them were were just ridiculous. And if they had, I still say to this day that if they had done uh, American expansion properly and actually had people do their due diligence, it could have survived fine. They didn't. They just fast-tracked it to get the, the quick money out of them. That was the whole point of it. Correct. All, all, all of the above is correct. It saved our league. We were going to lose our football league if we didn't do this. Mm-hmm. And that bottom line is the U.S. expansion was awesome. It 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 was awesome. It was it was successful beyond belief. There are thousands of people who would argue <clears throat> it wasn't a disaster. It saved our football league. We would not have the CFL today if we did not expand into the U.S. Now, that being said, everything Charles said was correct. It was done wrong. It was just done wrong. Could we do it again? Yes. The training camp in the parking lot was awesome. What got on the news? Caesar's Palace parking lot. No, it wasn't Caesar's Palace. That that, that was the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't even a top notch. Oh. It was the Rio. It, no, oh, not the Rio. Uh, the Riviera. 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 Which no longer even exists. Nope. That was the one where you could get rooms for eighteen dollars a night. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to stay there. 
but they did bring Anthony Calvillo into the league. That's probably their only contribution. Yeah. Even though CJ will say that's not much of a contribution. No, I would much rather have had David Archer. And and really, uh, can you think of a more Las Vegas coach for the posse to have had than Jeff Reinbold? He kind of fit that city like a glove. Oh, yeah. Yep. He was kind of one of the perfect guys to be in uh, in Vegas. Yeah, he's probably Without, leading into a pretty long career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even remember one time that team in Vegas uh, was late in the game, and they a field goal that conveniently uh, – a meaningless field goal that conveniently um, um, covered the point spread. <laughs> and I remember people commenting on that too. That that was very convenient. That they kicked that meaningless field goal. Well, you got to do what you have to do. Yep. Right. I mean, who, who is it that would not? Uh, everybody would do that. You take as sure. many points as you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a question on the Let's Talk CFL page. It was, what do we do about one-year contracts? Are one-year contracts a problem? Yes? No? Anybody? You guys can talk. Huge problem. Huge problem. Yep. Okay. How do we get rid of them? Now, why do we have them in the Hmm. first place? Well, when you're – well, a lot of players don't want to sign for more than one year. Why? Because they they have a good get more money a and if they have a really good year try their luck down in the NFL b okay so how do you get rid of one year contracts you got to give I think you, what you've got to do is you've got to create a uh, situation where um, that gives players the opportunity, if they want to try the NFL, to try out the NFL. But if it ha- doesn't happen and they don't make it, they got to go back to the team that they're assigned with and finish out their contract. Then you'll have players signing for more than one year. If they know that they have the opportunity at least, but even if the opportunity doesn't pan out, they go back to the team that they were at before and finish out the contract they signed. 
Right. Okay. I 100% agree with that. The problem with that is, is that the NFL will not let you try out for a team if you're under contract with another team. Okay. So the CFL team has to release you. You have to be released from that contract. Now, Wally Bono did that, gotten shit for it by allowing Adam Big Hill to go down, and if it didn't work out, he was supposed to come back. Right? That's happened to a couple of coaches. So, why is that a problem? Instead of canceling or releasing the contract, suspending. You guys are real quiet again. In lieu of suspending the contract, it's just um, the CFL team that they last played with holds the rights until they come back to the CFL. Well, it, what, is that right. like putting them on your negotiations list? Yeah. No, they have the first right to sign. They have the first right to sign it. Okay. You own your rights. There's nothing yep. the matter with that. I mean, right now, there's CFL teams that own the rights of NFL players. Right? Correct? They're on the negotiations list. They own their rights in the CFL. So, yeah, that can happen. Why not? Does that eliminate one-year contracts? No, but it makes it more inviting to the players. Then we've got, uh, was it Chris Williams or Chris Matthews? Chris Williams. Hamilton Tiger uh receiver yes, that right. absolutely lit the place up in kick returns and then uh, for, played for $55,000, $52,000 the next year. He wanted 100 and something, and but he was under contract for $52,000 for the second year of his contract. Yep. And he says, That's I'm right. not playing. I'm not paying for that. I am going to go to the NFL. I am that good. And as soon as this contract is up, I'm out of here. But I'm not going to get my body hurt for $52,000 a year. I'm, I'm going to sit on the sidelines. And there has to be, and, and the reason, I mean, Hamilton was willing to up his contract, but the CBA had said that if you um, modify the contract, you have to extend it. So it would have had to go from a two-year contract to a three-year contract. And Williams refused to sign a three-year contract because he knew he was going to the NFL. It didn't happen for him, but that's not the point. So why do we have that in in, in the CBA? Why is that stupid? Why can we not just pay our players more? You would think that the the union would want their players to be be, be pay, play, paid more. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I would think that that would be important. I, I would think so. So, I think there's a lot of things that need to change. 
And, you know, there's, there's a couple of people up there. There's one guy in, in Let's Talk CFL that put a thing about uh, changing the, the CFL to the NCL. The National oh, Canadian thing. Football that was League. Stupid. And, 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 you know, there was a was couple absurd. of people who said that the CFL is fine. We don't need to make major changes. And I call bullshit. That I we, disagree with. We totally need to make major changes to this league. Totally. But not that. That. <laughs> That's stupid and ridiculous. But literally, all the CFL teams to to American football teams, and uh, we're, it, it, no matter what, you can't the rules, okay? And that's the biggest thing that I have. You know, if you turn around and you have an NFL team owning a CFL team and using it as a farm club, you're going to be pulling, losing your star quarterback just before the, the Grey Cup because they lost their guy in week 12 and, um, and and moving on and you can't do this kind of garbage and you're not going to have they're not going to come down here and put their players into our team and, and then have to retrain them to a different set of rules no. when they go back to the other team can't do that, it's not going to happen the CFL yeah, the CFL. it's a farm league and what he was talking about seemed like it was like trying to make the CFL what the into that's a weird. farm league, but he, I, I think uh, it was a uh, uh, well, but that's the size point. Yeah, but you can't have it like you said; it's different rules, different everything. You can't turn it into a farm league. No, Not going to work can't. like that. But we can have one major change. Would you like to see the CFL have right now? Well, take it away. Tell me what it is. Well, for me, I'm going to say that I think a lot of um, other people might say the same thing. Drop the ratio. Drop the ratio. Mark, can you agree with that? Same thing. Yeah, kill the ratio. Kill the ratio. William, do you have any anything to say other than that? Wait. Other than what? Nothing. Kill the ratio, eliminate kickers. <laughs> <laughs> Halifax. <laughs> oh yeah, and we should vote. Uh, we should get. Uh, we should get uh, Marcus Crandall as the commissioner of the CFL. He'd fix this league. Well, that's not a what bad idea. With that, look, w- look what he did with that sorry bunch of Calgary Stampeders. He won a great cup with. Can them. he? Can he do any worse than Ambrosi? Nope. No, hard I don't think do. he could. Very hard. So yeah, that's kind of, kind of an interesting concept on that one. But, uh, I I want to know why it's so fucking odd for us as to how to fix this league, and it's not so obvious for everybody else. You put up a post in Let's See CFL Facebook group right now. The number one change the CFL needs to do is eliminate the ratio. You, You'll it, get people it's, jumping it's, on you left and right. It, it's sacrilege. 
It's, it's like, oh, my God, you just called this Italian woman's child a monkey. Uh, she'd kill you. <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's not. I mean, it. Why? Why is so? Why are people holding on to that so strongly? Because for Canadian football, doesn't we have to have Canadian players? It's a Canadian car. Doesn't mean that a Canadian driver has to drive. Right? Here's my question to all of you on this topic. Okay. If there, let's say your team, whether for me and CJ would be the Lions, for Mark would be the Bombers, obviously, Will would be the Stampeders. Let's say those teams had no Canadian players at all. Would you still watch? It would make a fucking bit of difference to me. And I've said it's before, not like when a player Canadians on the field. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like when I see a player score a touchdown. The last thing I think about is where he was born. I don't care. I'm not thinking about that. I don't care. He's my player. I don't care if he's purple, pink, polka dots. If you score touchdowns, I'm all over it. If you're sacking the quarterback, I'm all over it. If you bust that play, I'm all over it. I, I love you. Okay? I really don't Chase care Claypool. where you are. Chase Claypool from Abbotsford here. He went down to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he became a very popular player. When he scored a touchdown, do you think the Steelers fans said, oh, but he's not an American, so I'm, oh, I can't like him? It. It's stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. They didn't care. He's a popular player there regardless. Who cares where the player's from? I mean, there's so many people in this, that are fans of this league, and I'm not saying this as a knock. Well, in a way, I am, that are so hell-bent on tradition that they can't – there's an obvious answer in how to improve the league right in front of you, but because it doesn't conform with tradition, we can't do it. It's like the people who say, oh, we tried expanding to the U.S. once. Yeah, and it wasn't done properly. Let's try and do it properly and see where it goes. Well, isn't that philosophy? We would not have a football team in Ottawa or Montreal. Right. Probably Saskatchewan. Once the team fails, yeah, of course. We, 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 we shouldn't try again. That's a terrible, terrible logic. It's stupid. But you, I 100% agree that with the, the football that we had in America before wasn't fair to the Canadian teams. And that the only reason why the Baltimore Stallions did as well as they did is because they were 100% American. Now, do I believe that it will crush the dream of Canadian football players in high school and in college? No. Because they should know better. Yeah. And the point that I brought up before that people kind of scoffed at is if you do that, you get rid of the ratio and you still have Canadian players in the league, we'll appreciate them more because we'll know that they physically earned the spot 
rather than being given it because of what their birth certificate says. Yeah, be, yeah. They got a roster position for the tallest midget. Okay, Chase Claypool is Canadian. He went to school, elementary school in Canada. He went to high school in Canada. He went to college. He went to college in Canada, or was he in American college? Uh, he, he, I went to U.S. college. He went to U.S. college. Okay. But he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian kid. He made the NFL. Okay. I'm sorry. Canadian players have talent. There's just not that many of them. There's not enough to make a team. But he should be okay with that. I don't know. We shouldn't be holding roster suspicions because they passed or birth certificate or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, and what's worse is people like Alex Singleton who 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 mocked the ratio. Who who was it was not an ounce of Canadian in him, and he did it because his mother here moved away when she was two years old, something like this. So that okay, ratio I, probably helped him get a spot. And got him, got him a spot and got him an NL gig. Good for him. He used yeah. it to his advantage, but it's a dinosaur rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I we got to go home. Oh, we got a minute and a half left. Let's see what I can push some of this here. This is the three minute warning. Okay, that didn't work. I, 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 don't, I don't remember what these buttons were. You can catch the Let's Talk CFL podcast wherever you are on our host blog, Talk Radio Live. And in podcast form, you can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio app. And iTunes. Okay, this is the Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 468. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We got to talk football. It was something. Uh, Scott Milanovic is gone. That was kind of scary. It just, boom, he's gone, okay? Uh, Brian Burnham may be gone from the Lions. Charleston Hughes may be gone from uh, Saskatchewan. Adam Big Hill said a major pay cut, and Jeff Reimbold is reminiscing about Las Vegas. Right? Okay, sure. There's just some headlines that we dealt with. Chris Jones may be back in Edmonton. Wouldn't that be just a kick to the Edmonton Eskimos, who absolutely trashed his ass and would welcome him back with open arms? Less pretty since Charles Sigmund. Good night, okay. folks. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Mark, hurry. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. William. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Go Halifax. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Cheers.